You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. Today's special guest is Eric Seropian, who is a SEO specialist and consultant. So what's up, Eric, and how are you today? Hi, Shakina. I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Glad to have you back on board and talking with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So um, just to get started a little bit, can you share with the audience about what it is you actually do and how it helps them? Of course. Uh, I own a, a small digital marketing agency in Los Angeles. And we have clients um, all over the states and several out of the country as well, uh, focusing on uh, mostly small to mid-sized businesses. And our focus is on uh, search engine optimization. So uh, we want to make sure that websites and companies are doing their campaigns, but also their their marketing campaigns, but also they're keeping in mind that... uh, uh, they want to get that free traffic coming in from Google. That traffic that comes in from Google that is free, that is a game changer for small businesses. Okay, great. Thank you for that. So I think there's a lot of confusion in what SEO actually does and how long it actually takes to um, get to where they actually start seeing results. Because I know as um, I've had a lot of people ask me, and this is not my area of expertise, but I've had a lot of small businesses uh, ask me, um, how do I rank number one in Google, right? And I'm sure you get that question a lot, of, and that's what you do. But, um, you know, I can imagine it's pretty, is it hard to get number one, the number one spot or like first two pages or something like that? On, in yes, okay. it's, it's uh, very difficult. So I get asked that almost on a daily basis <laughs> that people want, you know, first ranking for their, for their website. And so you have to keep in mind that everyone is fighting for that bit of real estate on Google. So to back up a second, um, when you go to Google or uh, Yahoo, Bing, et cetera, and you're searching for a local service or, you know, a, anything from a refrigerator to, uh, you know, you're feeling like ordering pizza, you, you know, when you type in pizza, you type in the city name or whatever, um, up come the results on Google. So that's where small businesses can go head to head with the bigger companies if they're able to optimize their website. Now, that this takes time to do. It's not like you can spin up a website on Monday and by Friday be getting tons of traffic and become rich. Mm-hmm. That is just not how SEO works. Search engine optimization is a consistent something that you have to do consistently. And so when you do it, uh, th- there are a lot of metrics that Google is looking at to be able to vouch for you. Technically, what Google is doing when they rank you high on their search results is in a way they're vouching for you because they're taking you and putting you number one or number five or whatever the case may be. You can buy the traffic. Um, you know That's different. You could go to Google Ads, set up campaigns, and be paying for the traffic coming in. And every day those prices uh, are, are creeping up because there's more competition every day um, in digital marketing. So, uh, you know, when I ask, because I have a lot of people that will call me in October 
saying that Christmas season is coming and they want to run ads for Black Friday and for, you know, for that four to five week span between Black Friday to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is not how it works. This is something that you have to do consistently to be able to get Google's attention. Now, when you say consistently, are you talking about content consistently? I'm- well, there, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So uh, there are some things that you have to do to get Google's attention. So uh, there's an academy here in Orange County that I actually teach this at, so I can talk for hours on the subject. But I'm going to give you kind of bullet points on things that, you know, Google is looking for, but we're not limited to that. Mm -hmm. The first thing is you want to make sure that you're getting good reviews on on your website, whether it's Yelp, Facebook reviews, Google reviews, et cetera. So when I say consistent, let's say you spin up a site, you open up a Yelp account, and that week you get 100 uh, five-star reviews. And then the the week after or the rest of the year, you don't get a single review, good or bad. You don't get any reviews. That doesn't look good for for Google because that's just not how life works. So uh, it wants to see some sort of consistency if you're going to do a blog. If you're going to do 50 blogs a year, it's best if you could space it out over the, the year as opposed to doing all 50 in January or doing all 50 the first week of January and then not doing anything the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I mean by consistency. Okay. All right. Yeah, because in my head, it was just creating content. You see the difference there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you can create the content, some of the content that you put on your social media, you can use on your website for a blog or something. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, you can you can almost direct your blog to your social media and uh, point your social media to your blog. So it has to be consistent. Same as uh, social media, there are Google looks at your social media, looks at your metrics, and sees what's going on because it's kind of playing detective to figure out, um, you know, in which direction you're going. So if it sees that every month you're you know, your followers are not going up, but it's actually going down. Your engagement rate is, is uh, low. Let's say you're, you have a hundred followers and you post every day, but no one comments. No, no one uh, likes your post. Um, No one really clicks from your social media, from your Twitter account, let's say, or your Instagram account to your website, you're losing followers, et cetera. Google is kind of taking that as a negative signal. So it's doing that with different different things to come up with uh, the best possible search result for their users. Interesting. Okay. So small businesses should be, and I'm just going to backtrack for a minute, but you're basically telling them to start local and be consistent. Those are the first two bullets that I have from our conversation so far, right? And yes. um, when you say start local, there's keyword search for that, right? So the keywords must be important in, in doing that. So uh, are you, what should they be fighting for, for like local? Of course. So there's two types of campaigns that you can run. One is where you're selling your service or your product nationwide or worldwide. And the second is um, where it's hyper-local, a restaurant, or you're a real estate agent in, in a particular area, you're not really competing with China or with, you know, uh, companies or individuals at a state or even, you know, more than an hour or two driving distance. So a lot of times what happens is when you're doing a search on Google, 
Google in different ways is uh, trying to figure out where you're logged, logged in from. By your IP address, it could be you're logged in to your Gmail, your Facebook account, et cetera. And it's trying to understand where you're, um, where you're searching from. Because the last thing that they want to do is if you're looking for a donut shop and you're in, I don't know, New York City, and they bring up search results with donut shops in Seattle. So they want to give the best possible user experience to the user. And so sometimes, a lot of times, Google already knows more or less where you are. But it's great if you put in, you know, uh, the, the keyword that's, that you're searching for, let's say in this case, donuts, donuts, New York City, or you can even do, you know, suburbs and, and, and so on. So it really helps clarify it for Google at some point when you are doing keywords, when, when you're doing content for keywords that are um, hyper-local. Okay. So that makes sense because um, when I, I actually was speaking to a client the other day and we were discussing about starting local instead of trying to conquer an entire nation because it just, it makes better sense to start with where you are in your area first and, and being known for that before trying to compete with the larger brands like Amazon or some other large conglomerate across the world. So agreed. That make you know, it just makes better sense to do it that way. Of course. Um, so how do you how do you know well how should they search for keywords um with what are the first couple of steps they need to do for that of course so uh what i do is i have a couple of tools that i use but it, there's a monthly fee to it so i don't know if that's something that um an individual wants to spend you know 50 bucks here 100 dollars there a month to get some of these tools but there's a uh, if you want free there's Google Keyword Planner, um, that's free. You can go in there and, and look to see, you know, uh, you know, get some information on keywords, search volume, et cetera. I use one of the apps that, I, that I've been using a lot lately. It's called SEMrush. So what I do is uh, when I'm trying to figure out which keywords to target, because there's only so much you can do um, given, you know, given budget, time, et cetera. So you want to figure out um, which keywords are going to be lower competition and higher search volume and most relevant to business. So what I generally do is if I'm going to work with a client, I ask them for two things so I can do some research. Mm -hmm. One is I want uh, their top 10 or 20 competitors. And secondly, I want their top 20 or so keywords that they would love to rank for. So if there's a client sitting in front of their computer, uh, typing in something in the Google search box to find, to find the client, what is an ideal keyword that would apply to their business? So that way I can reverse engineer it. I can see what the competitors are ranked for. Sometimes I send them a list. I put together all 10 or 20 competitors into one list and I just email it saying, your competitors are ranked for these keywords. Here's the search volume uh, for each one of these keywords and tell me which ones are relevant. You know, in the Excel on a scale of one to 10, 10 being highest, give me a score for, you know, some of these here, some of these keywords. And so uh, a lot of times it's an eye opener, eye opener for my uh, clients because they look and they go, oh, I didn't even think about this keyword. Instead of taking a pencil to a paper and looking up at the ceiling and thinking of keywords, 
they can just look to see what their competitors are doing. Mm-hmm. It's all open source. The internet is open for everyone to be able to see, um, you know, what they're ranked for, what they're doing, etc. It's just you have to be able to read it. And some of these apps really uh, point you in the right direction. So that way you can see, let's say, for example, there's a keyword. Uh, back in the day, I did this for my mom. My mom was a real estate agent and, uh, uh, in Los Angeles. And there was a keyword. I forget exactly what it was, but I'll give you an example. Um, Redondo Beach condominium for sale was getting uh, 1,000 searches a month. And it had over 10,000 pages fighting for that 1,000 searches. So instead of that, there was another keyword that was Redondo Beach condo sale. Mm-hmm. Instead of 1,000, it was getting 400 searches a month. But it had four uh, pages fighting for that 400. So you can see where, which battles you want to fight. And so when you identify the keywords that have that are relevant, first of all, because you don't want to do this and have ir- irrelevant traffic coming in. So if it's as relevant as possible, lowest competition, highest search volume. So that way you can put together a keyword strategy and be like, okay, this month I want to focus on these five keywords. And so you, you need to build out content for that. You need to do some link building and, and some different strategies to get optimized. So curiously, um... For new owners just starting out, what is the recommended number of keywords they should try to rank for? Because you, earlier you said 10 to 20, and in my brain, that seems like a lot, but <laughs> I may mm-hmm. not, you know. Well, they're going to give, when I ask for 10 to 20 keywords, for example, um, it's not like we're going to go after all 20. Okay. Some of them might have low volume. Some of them might be whatever. We might interchange some of those for uh, other, other keywords that they see on their competitors and so on. So, uh, you can take one keyword and build out multiple pages for it. Like for example, in Los Angeles, um, we can take a, a service that's done throughout Los Angeles, let's say a delivery service of something or, or whatever. And you can say delivery service, uh, Los Angeles, d- delivery service, Hollywood, delivery service, West Hollywood. You can build that content for each one of those pages in particular. So you can literally take one page, uh, one keyword and build out 20 pages for it. It just depends on your strategy, how you want to handle it. Okay. Because so- at some point you're going to get lost in content creation and cranking stuff out and, and you don't want to turn it into like a... Um, factory kind of a thing. You want to make sure that the content that you're delivering is quality content. And the main reason for that, one of the main reasons, is that Google is watching. So there is something called Google Analytics. Every website should have it. It's free. Mm-hmm. It tells you, uh, it tells the website owner how many visitors they got that day, average time on site, average page, page views, where they came in from, which pages they landed on, which pages they left from, all kinds of data that you could spend all day looking at. So what Google is looking at in a lot of cases is you have somebody come to your site and do they come and just leave? Do they come, go to one page and leave? Do they stay on on average five seconds, two minutes, 10 minutes? The longer they stay on your site, the more pages they visit, the more return visitors you have, the more likely you are to get ranked. 
So that's why you want to make sure that your content is um, something that's interesting as opposed to just uh, cranking out hundreds and hundreds of pages, you know, a month. Yeah, that was my next question um, because I, I'm. You can get lost in creating like just the volume of content you need to <laughs> to to rank for some of these keywords. Yes. Um, so for those not producing a lot of content, but perhaps posting consistently on a ba- on a a regular basis, um, what other options are there? <laughs> like, how long does it take to get to? I guess ranking is it. Uh- the thing is, it's difficult to answer that because it depends on what your competitors are doing. Uh, there are times where uh, someone will contact me and they'll say, I want this, uh, you know, I want to rank in for these keywords. And they give me their competitors and I take a look at it and I, ju- I get back to them because they give me a budget of how much they can spend a month. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, don't bother. Don't do, don't do uh, digital. Don't do, um, you know, SEO. Because your competitors, it seems like they have, you know, they've taken over a building and they've taken over a floor on a building in a building and they're just full of people that are optimizing and writing content and link building. There's no way you're going to rank. You're not going to be anywhere in the top 30 or 40 and it's not going to be worth it. I had that with someone the other day with, with a mortgage company that's, you know, he's competing in some cases with, you know, Fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. And it's just difficult to do. So um, until we know, you know, the competitors, it's difficult to say how long it takes because there are certain niches or certain towns where there isn't as much competition that you can go in and optimize fairly quickly, fairly quickly, meaning, you know, three months to six months, or, you know, it could take longer. Again, this is free traffic coming in from Google. Once that traffic starts coming in, your your job as the business owner or as the marketer is going to be just to maintain that because it's a game changer. When you start to see the uh, traffic coming in um, and you the phones are ringing or they're filling out the form fills with uh, appointments and so on, whatever conversion you set up, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Now we've been talking a lot about keywords here. And obviously, it plays a part in addition to uh, being consistent. What other factors go into like good SEO strategy? The the main one, um, I would say the top or the top two, is something called online link building. So let's say on my website, I write an article about you, and uh, I, I take a clickable link on my uh, article page, and I make it clickable going from my site to your site. So that's a link coming from my site to your site. So the more sites you have pointing to your website, that's going to help your ranking. Because in a way, I'm vouching for you. I'm saying this is a good person, you know, whatever, whatever the article is about. And I link uh, from my website to yours. So you want to make sure that you're Getting linked, uh, links from uh, trustworthy sites, because if, if you get a link from a site that Google thinks very negatively about, then it's going to affect your SEO negatively. And if it's a better website, it's going to obviously help your SEO faster. So you can get you know, 
websites where they write articles about you, you can get a link on a directory, uh, citations, and so on. So there's different ways to have links pointing to your website. Okay. And the second? And the second was, uh, I just spaced for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and we talked about keywords, uh, what else they actually, uh, what goes into an SEO strategy? Oh, uh, well, the second, the, the first is, uh, one was link building. And the second we kind of touched on is um, online reviews. So again, what, what uh, people are uh, saying about you speaks volumes because I can, you know, write blogs or do videos and, you know, tell people how wonderful I am and how I'm the best at what, what I, what I'm selling. It's different if somebody else says something nice about you and gives you a, you know, a five-star review or raves about you themselves. It, it just, in the world, I think it works that way. Mm -hmm. And so it's, this is kind of a extension of the world where, you know, all right, you think you're great, but who else thinks you're great? Kind of a, a mind, mindset. Now, does it matter where those reviews are? Does it have to be on like Yelp or like a Facebook page or just reviews in general? Because uh, Google is searching all of those things. Yes. So um, it would be best if you had a client and they went through the trouble of posting on Yelp or Google, or Facebook, one of those three. Okay. But then if they want to post somewhere else also, that's, that's fine. Because um, sometimes people will leave a uh, positive comment on the customer's, on, on the store's uh, blog. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not like Google is spidering that as often. It would be best if they put it on the website or blog type of a thing, and, and also in one of the top three uh, review sites. Okay. So um, I don't know if we covered this, but for, because I'm still thinking about these keywords, right? <laughs> <laughs> always talking about keywords, but how do you know which ones to, that you should rank for? I mean, if you're starting local, um, mm -hmm. are you just kind of um, like Philadelphia, for example, like Philadelphia business consultant, Philadelphia uh, strategist, <laughs> like there's so many things. So we start with like the name of our city or well, I think that it goes back to um, most most uh, companies or individuals. They know who they're competing against. Yeah. So the place to start, because once you start running some of these reports, it goes all over the place. But you need a place to start, so you're not sitting there thinking of keywords. Is the best place? The best way to do it is to run a report on your competitors. Once you do that, you'll see uh, a lot of keywords that you didn't think about, or you could say, oh, I like this keyword, but let's add this to it and you know, add your twist to it. But in the beginning, it's, the, the, it's, the, it's a textbook way to do it to figure out what your competitors are up to. Okay. Nice. And so there are tools that do that. Like I said, I use SEMrush, you know, Majestic SEO. There's, there's a couple of them out there. Um, or you could... Uh, uh, try the tools that Google has for free and they're going to try to upsell you. Um, it's just one of those things that you have to have it um, to be able to do some of these things that we're talking about. And a lot of times um, by the time people learn this and try to implement it and stay focused um, and spend the money on some of these apps, 
it's better to have a consultant uh, and kind of leading them through the through the ups and downs of this. Yeah, I would I would rather pay a specialist because looking at all that data and trying to I know in the beginning Google Analytics was very hard for me to understand because there was just so so much. But after a while, and they have like a free course that you can take to kind of you know learn how to do that. But if you don't have the time to do that. It's just better to hire a specialist. So, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, they have a business to run. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't want to sit there and, you know, learn about uh, Google analytics. You could actually call Google and they'll walk you through some of these things. But, it, you know, the whole time, a lot of times is anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get verified, they have to make sure you, you are who you say you are and things like that. It's a lot of times it's a two hour conversation to, to have some things answered. And then after that, you're still going to need to do some programming to make sure that the the, the features are, uh, you know, connected to each other. I do some things where literally um, I set up the campaigns myself and I set up a column where uh, we track the phone calls that came in. And so that way I know at the end of the month, I can tell my client, we got 100 phone calls this month. I have clients that we get 100 to 200 uh, phone calls a day where we can we can say this many came in from Facebook, this many came in from Google organic, et cetera and we can we can show that hey you know here 's what we did so what there there's there's programming that goes with that, so a lot of times people don 't know some of these things and and it takes forever to learn it and do it and internet is something that 's always changing, so either you 're in the game or you 're not it 's difficult to just be doing it halfway because it's an industry that I feel like every 18 months it changes uh, maybe 40%. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think this is a lot of great information. And for like new people starting out, it's a really good start, you know, um, researching your competition, finding keywords you could rank for starting local, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, getting reviewed and there's some, um, you know, other platforms that you can use to figure out where you're ranking and what keywords you could uh, search for and rank for. Um, I think that's a hell of a start because again, I used to get those questions a lot um, as a freelance writer (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't my area of expertise and it still isn't now. And I always defer to the the experts here. Um, But there is a lot that goes involved in it and it's not just uh, keyword ranking. And, you know, like you said before, there's so many other things uh, that you have to figure out and learn and might as well hire an expert to do that. (laughs) You have (laughs) to run, you have other things you want to do, right? Do the things that you started your business for anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, there's the, the, uh, at the school that I teach, we do five days of, it's about 40 to, I would say at least 40 hours of going through slides and answering questions and then doing things in real time. So it's, it's very intense. Um, people are there because they know that if they can understand it and, and implement it, that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, things are going to change in their business. And so there's a lot of things to go over. Something that we didn't cover was, um, is your website mobile friendly? Because mm-hmm. more than half the, searches coming in these days from Google are going to be from mobile. So if it's not mobile friendly, that's going to affect your SEO and you won't even know it. You're doing all this 
content creation and all these link building and reviews and whatever, and you're still not getting ranked and you don't understand why. Um, so there's a lot of things to cover to make sure that Google feels like, okay, this company is worth vouching for. And then when that happens, it's like I said, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned mobile friendly. I um, was I'm dealing with a marketing client um, <laughs> that referred another client to me and their site definitely needs an upgrade in that it's not mobile friendly. Um, and no matter how you look at it, whether it's on a tablet, whether it's on a computer or just in general, it just needs to be updated for yes. that. Um, and I don't think, um, and it's, it's actually amazing how many companies are still needing that and haven't figured out that it needs to be mobile friendly. But um, a lot of people, there's an appeal aspect to it too. You know, people go to your website and says, this looks outdated or they just, and most people are going on their phones anyway, but if they just happen to go on a computer, it looks a little, little weirded out, but. Agreed. Agreed. And also if it looks weirded out, people are not going to stay on the site as, as, yeah. as long. And so that's going to affect your SEO. Uh, the, the most sim- simple things, I just had this happen a uh, couple days ago where um, somebody told me to check out their site and I just went just uh, looking at it, not on the back end, just looking at it from the front end and the website itself, uh, the pages aren't tagged. So Google doesn't know what that page is about. If you hover over the link, it should tell you where that uh, link is going to take you. Uh-huh. And they haven't even tagged it. So they have hundreds of pages on the website that are missing tags. So if nothing else, if you just tag the pages, you're going to start to see ranking coming in. At least Google's going to understand what that page is. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's some basic things that, you know, if you can cover those things um, and, you're, and the competition is, you know, not too high, you'll start to see, you know, some traffic, some relevant traffic, phone calls, form fills, um, things coming in within within a three to six month period. So, total side note here: what's the difference between SEO and SEM? SEM generally is what they call um, when you're search engine marketing when you're doing Google Ads and Bing Ads and things like that. And it doesn't really have any effect on your SEO strategy, or is it just uh, substitute? Oh, it does. It does in a big way, and right. I think that a lot of times. Um, what people don't realize is that Google is a business. And so you want to make sure that you're doing some kind of um, Google ads to get Google's attention. Because if you give them some money, I don't know, 10 bucks a day uh, budget to start with 20 bucks a day, whatever it is, um, you, you will, you will do two things. You'll get Google's attention. And secondly, um, you can see what Google thinks of your website. Because with SEO, you, you just see the ranking. You don't really see, um, you know, what Google thinks. So Google has, um, you know, it, it, uh, it grades your landing pages. Hmm. So uh, with Google Ads, you can see your ad score for that page. So you, let's say you're, you're, again, I'll use donuts as an example and you're, you're doing um, raspberry donut, you want the keyword. And so for raspberry donut, they gave it a zero rank. And so what happens is, no matter what you do to optimize that site, you're not going to get ranked for that keyword because Google doesn't even want to sell you the traffic for that keyword. 
If you have a zero, you're not gonna, you're not even gonna be able to purchase traffic for that keyword. So what you want to do is you want to take a step back, you want to look at your competitors that are ranking high for those keywords and see what they're doing so you can make changes on the landing page for that keyword. And then let Google spider it again and take a look to see if the uh, ad rank goes up. So I use that to see, okay, my client wants to focus on these, you know, uh, 20 keywords or 100 keywords. I, I set up a Google Ads campaign and then I sit back and let Google grade it. And then I see, okay, these 10 keywords, they're, they're fives and above. So let me start creating content for these keywords. And the lower rank, I need to change the pages. I need to add content. I need to change the picture. Maybe the load time is low. We got to figure out what's going on with these landing pages because Google doesn't think it's a good fit uh, for, for if someone's searching for that keyword, but we do offer it. So what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how I use, um, you know, Google ads. It's very expensive. So at some point you're going to burn through your budget Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to be careful, put, put your maximum per month and, you know, do everything correctly. I do that. You know, I, I, myself, I'm certified by Google to do Google ads. So I, I, I offer that service also. I'm also, um, an, a, a Yelp agency. So if somebody were to, let's say they wanted to spend, I'm just going to use round numbers. Let's say they want to spend a thousand dollars a month on Yelp. If they brought it under my agency, they would spend the same thousand but they would get features that they wouldn't get as an, as an individual. So that way um, they're working with, the, with an agency and I'm administering the campaign and doing everything and Yelp doesn't have to deal with it. Okay. So there's different ways to kind of um, leverage and, and get around, you know, get around your competition. But the, the first things first, you have to, you have to have a plan you have to lay out your competitors, your um, the keywords you're going to target. Make sure that the website is functioning correctly, and you know, kind of go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. You shared a lot of information that I'm sure um, we could use. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience about you know SEO strategy and whatnot? I think I think this is a good start. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to. Uh, because I could talk, like I said, I, I could probably talk for hours on this subject. Not probably, I do talk for hours on the subject, but this is a good place to start. Um, it, it's just laying out your, your plan and making sure that you're doing, doing it consistently. And over time, you'll, as you're doing your other, you know, whether you're doing your email campaign or your uh, ma uh, mailers or whatever, this will be something in time that will have a, a the biggest impact on your business over time. Perfect. Thank you for that. And sh tell people where they can find you, the name of your company, social media links, all sure. that stuff. Sure. So I, I uh, live in Los Angeles and there's a suburb of Los Angeles that I grew up in and I live in. It's called the South Bay. Um, so I named my company after that. It's called This Is My South Bay. So if you go to thisismysouthbay.com, um, you're welcome to click on book now. You can book a, um, a what is it, a 15-minute consultation, and uh, I'll answer any questions you have on your SEO uh, campaigns. 
Um, if you want me to uh, search your competitors to see what they're up to, or if you have any um, questions on SEO, on social media, on anything to do with bringing that free traffic to your website, you're welcome to go there and uh, book an appointment. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, Eric. This has been some great information that you're sharing. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.